When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. There's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio! X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, xzoneradiotv, and our main website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. The Relmar Multimedia app is now available at Google Play, Apple Store, and on Amazon.com. And the Xzone store has reopened its door. It's been totally revamped with brand new merchandise at www.thexzonestore.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Niall Nickel. He is a technology expert, linked expert, LinkedIn expert, and social media specialist. Uh, it's been reported that 43% of teens reported an incident of cyberbullying in the past year, and because the technology gap, only 7% of parents are concerned or aware of the effects of social media with over 1 million children affected last year by Facebook alone. Now, undoubtedly, this is a growing concern all around the world as social media and technology soars to new heights. Uh, 
technological and social media specialist Niall Nickel this hour will help to explain the ways social media is part of our lives and how we need to be aware of what our children are doing on it. His website is www.nilnickel.com. And Niall, welcome to the X-Zone. Great to be here with you tonight, Rob. I have to ask you this. Where do you see kids in the future if they're so busy texting, they're not communicating verbally? It's a good question, and it's a question a lot of people are asking. But, uh, you know, what uh, what it appears that's happening is they're going into this cocoon mm-hmm. to uh, allow their continued social development, and a cocoon's a good way to look at it because they get to explore the way that probably all of us as children growing up wanted to explore sort of quietly and behind the scenes and without much risk, or so they think. And, uh, you know, they come out on the other side and and realize that maybe they really want face-to-face interaction. But it's a process to get there. Um, How dangerous is social networking when it comes to cyberbullying? You know, I can't overstate this. I have uh, two, I've got an older child, but I've got two Mm -hmm. young children that will be going through this and it scares me to death. Uh, and I know what I'm doing. But, you know, it's one of those things that we've got to face, and we've got to guide them through. But we don't have the experience. You know, we didn't have this growing up. Sure. So uh, we have to learn the rules as we teach them. So it really does make it difficult. But, you know, it's difficult when you look at it anyway. I mean, the children that are really engaging in social media are at the prime age where suicides happen before social media ever came along. And I think this just makes it worse. You know, bullying has been around from day one. And, you know, in the past, you've been able to spot it a mile off. You know, you go into the schools, you see the bullies working, you know, teachers inter- intercept and try and try and straighten out the matter before it gets very serious. And the, the statistics when it comes to cyberbullying suicides, next to none. However, with this uh, social media surge that we're seeing today with Facebook, MySpace, and and the other social media that are being used by the children of the the age of cyberbullying, it's scary. It is really scary. so where do we who do we put the responsibility on? Do we put it on the on the on the companies that are supplying the the social media networks? Do we put it on the parents? Do we put it on the teachers or do we put it on the individual users, the kids? Well, you know, I'm going to say another thing that was left out of that whole equation, you know, as parents, I think we've got to put the responsibility squarely on us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those play a role in the responsibility. But, you know, I look at, at social media use the same way that we might talk about teenage alcohol use. Uh, it, it's been a problem for a long time. Uh, in fact, I remember going through high school myself. You know, one of the, the real games was to figure out where you could go get alcohol before sure. you were old enough to get it. Well, guess what? Uh, they could put all the protections and bridges and everything else in place that uh, they want to put, but if your child really wants to get on social media, they're going to get on social media. And interestingly enough, they do it most of the time when they've got real tight restrictions through their parents' profile. All right, stand by, Niall. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Exxon Nation. Niall Nickel is my special guest. www.nilnickel.com. 
www.nilenickel.com. That's www.nilenickel.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right around the world, as well as satellite programming providers. My name is Rob McConnell. We'll be back in two. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. Have a disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, a guiding light spelled L-I-T-E dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter.
Niall Nichols is my guest this hour. Exonation, www.nialnickel.com is the website. We're talking about cyberbullying. Uh, Niall is a technology expert, LinkedIn expert, and social media specialist. Once again, his website is nialnickel.com. Niall, uh, I, I, I understand that the parents share the responsibility, the schools share the responsibility, and it's a growing problem. I can see in the future where it, it still has yet to peak, in my opinion. However, you know, we were talking about the alcohol that kids in high school used to try and acquire, and sure they did. I did. I don't know any kid who went to high school who didn't. However, taking into effect, uh, taking into account that cyberbullying is being conducted on these electronic pieces of equipment that everyone has in their pocket, why aren't the, the social media sites such as, let's say, Facebook, MySpace, and others that the kids are using also being held accountable for what is being done using their system? Well, they certainly are. As a matter of fact, if you look at any of them, they all, um, you know, prevent by their policies children from uh, younger than 13 from being on the sites. However, it happens all the time. Sure does. In fact, one of the reasons that Facebook designed uh, the under uh, the 13 to, if you will, 17 settings, which is what they've got, mm-hmm. is so that they could encourage children to not lie about their age. Because children were lying about their age so much, they knew it was happening, but there's just you know literally billions of users there. They can't catch them all. And so you know what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, listen, we know that you're going to get on. We know that you're going to use these systems. But use them with your real age, because if you do, we put tools in place to protect you. We're only going to let people that are really connected to you uh, see your post. That's different than you know what happens at, when, when you're older with the mm-hmm. normal settings. Um, we're not going to let people with uh, the wrong demographics uh, connect with you. Now, could that happen? Well, certainly it can. I mean, one of the things that we know about social media is everything that is presented on social media it's not really the truth, which is an important conversation to have. But, you know, they're trying to do what they can uh, to put these tools in place. But, you know, short of, uh, of prohibiting everybody mm-hmm. until they're 18 or older and have a credit card or some form of ID like that that they could verify, you know, there's not a whole lot that they could do beyond what they're trying to do. All right. Uh, how can we protect our youth from the dangers of online activity then? You know, the the the, the biggest thing and it, it sounds like the easiest, I think it's the hardest, is you really have to talk with your child. You've got to open it up. And, you know, while certainly it's the biggest and best thing, it's also the hardest. I mean, they're most of the time teenagers. They don't really want to talk to us mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and, you know, one of the things that they report themselves when they're surveyed is they particularly don't want to talk to their parents about this. But what it does is it, it really does create a, a wonderful conversation you have. In fact, one of the things that I'm doing right now as part of what I call the conversation, talking with your children, is when I'm on social media um, with my 10-year-old right now, um, I'll sit down next to the 10-year-old and you know I'll be on social media with them over my shoulder. I mean, they learn more by watching us than what we tell them. And I talk about some of the things that are going on there. 
And sometimes it makes me nervous because are there things inappropriate? Absolutely, positively. But it's the best way to really start teaching them, uh, you know, what's safe, what's not, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Do the kids really need to be on the social media sites? Why can't they just communicate face-to-face? Why can't they pick up a phone and, and use it? Why don't they write letters? Are we not creating a monster by, by allowing kids to hide behind the anonymity that social media sites allow? You know, that really is the big monster, and, and that's a huge conversation unto mm-hmm. itself. But children today are really viewing being connected as a right. We know it's a privilege, but it's sort of like driving and, and adults. You know, a lot of people think driving is, is a right when we know it's a privilege. Sure. Uh, so uh, it is really becoming, in the, the adolescent development now, a cornerstone of their development. Uh, you know, it, it scares me to death, but by the same token, you are establishing your children a little bit as a social pariah by leaving them out of it. Now, clearly, I don't want my children to have their accounts. In fact, our, our rule in the house right now is 16, uh, and that's certainly what we're shooting for. But uh, nevertheless, you're starting to see the pressure at an earlier age, and you're starting to see children getting more devious about it. Um, in fact, um, when you start to look at some of the reports, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Girl Scouts did a, uh, a survey with their girls in 2002, and 54% of the girls said that they could conduct a cyber relationship without their parents ever even knowing about it. Um, 60% said that they could read their parents' email at any time. Uh, and and 86% of the girls polled said that they could chat online without their parents ever even knowing about it. So, you know, these tools are around, whether it's the computer, whether it's the, the iPad mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, pad computer or the desktop in the house, and our kids are using them whether we think they are or not. So we're, te- we're allowing our kids to be very devious and very sneaky because of, mo- because of modern technology. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that, that we're necessarily allowing it, but mm-hmm. we're certainly making it easier. And, you know, certainly uh, I recommend, yeah. you know, there's some tools out there you could use. You asked about the protection earlier. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, uh, you know, you've heard Net Nanny for years. Well, there's a social Net Nanny now that really does, in fact, it's called Net Nanny Social. Um, really a great tool that parents could put on their computers, and it monitors all that stuff. So put it on your own computer in addition to your, your kids, and it goes on the computer, it goes on the iPhone, it goes on the Android phone, it goes on the pads mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and that way you could track what's going on. And not only tracking, obviously, your own accounts, because they may get on there and play games with that, but also tracking whatever activity that they have. And that's certainly one of the better ways to do it because one of the things that's going to happen at a certain age is if you've got those tools in the house, they're going to use them. But once again, my main concern is what is going to happen to the, the, the art of communication with these kids who spend, I would say, 70% of their day looking down at a little keypad and texting 
What is going to happen when they have to go out into the real world and, and talk to people face-to-face? Well, you know, the biggest issue when they do more of their social development at a young mm-hmm. age on these tools is they don't recognize uh, all of the social social cues that, you know, during that age and what they're going through uh, get to be more recognizable. So they're a, a little bit behind in that development. But from some other areas, what's happening is because of some of the things that happen on social media, social media sort of levels the playing field. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO or if you're a 15-year-old kid. The conversation and the power to communicate is the same in, in either one's hands. So what it's allowing them to do is it's allowing them to voice their feelings their thoughts and their questions more openly, and they are. And but, as a but, matter of fact, when we talk about the psychologist, that's the good thing that they're seeing about it. But we're also not hearing the inflection in the words, and many times words are words and sentences and conversations are being misinterpreted because you can't hear what the person is actually saying. And it, it's creating, you know, not only the cyberbullying problems but a lot of problems in real life mm-hmm. because of that issue. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like absolutely. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Wendy's, we make breakfast better. Like with our breakfast Baconator. Better from top to bottom bun. Savory sausage patty? Better. Crispy oven baked bacon? Better. Fresh cracked egg? Better. The breakfast Baconator might just be the greatest breakfast sandwich of all time. So you can keep settling for not better, or you can get a better breakfast from Wendy's. Tough choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Better Breakfast. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. Like, you know, I, I, I look at some of these Facebook pages, and I don't want to know what you had for breakfast. I don't need to know why you're, that you're getting in your car and you're going to take a trip. Like, what does this tell you about the mentality of people who use or abuse the social media sites? 
you know, you just said that though, and all my red flags went off because I'm mm. going, that's exactly what you don't want the kids to post. Yeah. Um, you know, the, and, and that's actually part of that conversation that we went back to. You know, they should never be posting, uh, you know, when they're leaving and how long they're going to be gone and right. where they're going mm-hmm. for all the obvious reasons. Uh, but guess what? They don't get that. They really don't. And uh, we could tell them that all day long, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to not only tell them but show them. Because when we're on the the Internet and the social media, uh, you know, tools and sites that we're on, we see all of those same problems. But obviously we're a little bit more savvy to that. And we pause and we ask the questions. They don't. They're just ready to go. They're full on, full out ready. And if it's on the Internet, it must be true. Yeah. In my opinion, the Internet is the biggest cesspool that man has ever created. Well, you know, I don't think you're alone in that, you know, because we haven't even talked about, which also creates a lot of the cyberbullying. We haven't talked about the, you know, sexting and, 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 and all of the pornography that's available and, you know, what they're exposed to now, uh, you know, that they may never have been exposed to, or they certainly would have been exposed to it at a, at a much later age. And uh, when it comes to, um, you know, the online dating services, my Lord, I, I think that that 90%, what was the, what was the uh, stat, uh, Craig? 76% of all people who go on internet da- uh, dating services lie. 76%. I'd probably say that's probably yeah. low. You know, we had, uh, I'm in the uh, Tampa Bay area of Florida, mm-hmm. and just yesterday they had a, uh, a cyber sting operation uh, where where people were trying to do the, the bit, you know, it was a sexual predator issue. Oh, but they had over, in a three-hour period of time, over 100 arrests. Um, and, you know, this is what's out there. It's yeah. not just you know, you hear the stories, it's out there, and it's very prevalent. So, you know, yeah, uh, you know, these are the things that we really have mm-hmm. to talk to them about. You know, they try to do the stuff behind our back, and, uh, you know, they're they're opening up doors that they have no idea what's behind the, that door. Niall Steinbaugh, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Niall Nickel is our special guest, Exxon Nation, www.nilenickel.com. That's N-I-L-E-N-I-C-K-E-L. Dot com. We're talking about the social media. Is it really sociable? I don't know. I like talking to people. I like writing letters. I like picking up the phone. I don't think kids should be allowed to use the social media, period. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. My name is Rob McConnell, and I would like to tell you about a very special lady that I have the pleasure of knowing, and that's Miss Sylvia Anthony. Sylvia Anthony believes the golden years are a time to gear up and get busy, not relax and take it easy. She has faced many hardships in her 84 years, but they have made her stronger and more determined. As founder and president of Sylvia's Haven, a shelter for women and their children near Boston, Sylvia has helped transform over 1,086 lives in the past 27 years, not only with housing, but also providing direction as to where they can go to develop the earning skills they want and need to live free from difficult domestic situations. 
Sylvia's Haven is everything to Sylvia Anthony, even calling it her magnificent obsession. Women who qualify for the program at Sylvia's Haven receive assistance via guidance counselors to find the appropriate job opportunity. Women and their children may remain at the housing for up to two years. At the end of this time, or sooner, a woman who is successfully employed and has an apartment or home may leave Sylvia's Haven to begin a new and independent life. Now this is where you come in to help make Sylvia's dream into a reality. Sylvia's dream is to have a Sylvia's Haven in every state to help as many women and their children as she can and to help this dream come true. A crowdfunding site has been established which can be accessed at www.sylviasdream.org. Now that's www.sylviasdream.org. With your financial help and support, Sylvia Anthony will continue to help those in their time of need, not only in the Boston area, but with her dream of having a Sylvia's Haven in every state of the United States. Your help is needed to make Sylvia's dream come true. Please visit and give at www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. And remember, the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. We need your help to make Sylvia's dream come true. Visit www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. For the Exxon Radio TV show and the X Chronicles newspaper, I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Niall Nickel is my guest this hour, X-Zone Nation, He's a technology expert, LinkedIn expert, and social media specialist. You know, Niall, I, I think that we as parents really don't control or, or, or are, are not in charge of our kids. I think it's the high-tech companies that are raising our kids. You know, do kids who go to elementary school or go to school, do they really need to take a cell phone with them? Do they really need an iPad? Do they really need to lose the art of communication? Do you have to bring your cell phone to the to the kitchen table when you're having a meal? Do you really need to use your cell phone when you're out with your family or friends when you're at a restaurant? What is going to happen to society based on this high technology that everyone wants? You know, the, the thing that you just brought up there, uh, I, first off, I agree with. But, you know, I, I'm going to throw out something that, that, you know, at least all of us with young children have done. Mm-hmm and we don't think about it at the time, is, you know, there are a lot of engaging 
games, teaching tools, and all of that that we could give our kids now on uh, on iPads. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you know, I've seen two years old, two year old, three year old, four year old kids that that now have that iPad attached to them, and that becomes sort of the virtual babysitter. You know, we uh, we're trying to conduct a meeting, we're taking our kids somewhere, mm-hmm. trying to have dinner. And uh, you know they're they're being distracting. They're trying to talk with us. They're they're carrying on like children do. So what do we do? We we turn on the the iPad or hand them our iPhone or whatever and let them get engaged in a game. Isn't that being a poor parent? Yeah, I I agree. Uh, you know, but I know you know personally mm-hmm. I've done that. And what we don't think about when we do that is you know we are putting them right in line to go down that line and start playing on all of these social media tools. You know at some point in time, they want to get beyond you know playing the game alone and they want to start playing games with other kids. They want to start chatting with other kids online and all of that. So you see how it is a slippery slope. And well, I, I think it's only a slippery slope because because parents don't want to take responsibility for their actions. They don't want to say no to their children. They don't want to hear the children have a have a ranting tantrum. It's easier to give in than to be a parent these days. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And as I said, I know yeah. I've, I've got an 8-year-old and I've got a 10-year-old. I've been guilty of it. And guess what? You know, I'm the one talking to you about all the statistics. Mm-hmm. And the statistics scare me to death. Uh, yet... By the same token, I've done the same things. It's sort of like texting and driving. You know, I think a lot of us know we shouldn't do that. Oh, listen, listen. I think anybody caught texting and driving number one should get their 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 handheld device seized right then and there, given a hefty fine. I mean, a hefty fine, including a driving license suspension. I well, think you know it, it's it's more of an impairment than typical DUIs are. Exactly. Yet, yet it's not treated the same, is it? Well, no, because society, because in my opinion, big companies are making a lot of money and paying off a lot of politicians. And you wouldn't get an argument here. It's yeah. just like I know you asked the question a bit earlier, you know, why is all of this happening? Why mm-hmm. are we engaging our kids earlier? You know, uh, a lot of these games that they get engaged with, in fact, you see articles about this all the time, you know, where the parents get some big surprising bill because the kids have been buying, you know, some some uh, uh, attachment or mm-hmm. added feature to play in a game, and the next thing you know, they've ran up a three or four or ten thousand dollar bill. Big time. And uh, and and we're all seeing it. Well, that also says that you know we've got kids that were were letting go off and play all those things, and we're not supervising, we're not monitoring, and. You know, we're giving them that electronic babysitter to to keep them in check, if you will. So what does this tell us about society in general? Number one, the, the family unit is just falling apart. We're allowing electronics to take over our uh, the responsibilities of mothers and fathers and educators. We're allowing multi-billion dollars companies to continue making more and more and more. What really ticks me off are some of the software companies who, when you buy a system, let's just use Microsoft as an example, like I love doing. You buy a computer today with Windows 7. A new operating system comes out. Now, some of your software won't work on the new operating system. And we're seeing the same things happening in iPads and iPhones. 
you have to buy and buy and buy. The government should, in my opinion, step in and say, enough is enough. But then again, the government makes a lot of money from these high-tech corporations. And I'm sure there's a lot of payoffs to certain government officials like there are in every other industry. I think that we, the people, should take back parenthood. I think that we have given up our right because a lot of parents are too damn lazy to do anything else. In fact, I don't even know why some people are parents at all. You go to school, you don't need to take a cell phone with you. Here's a quarter. Use a phone if you need me. You don't need a cell phone during the day when you're at school because your friends are there. Talk to them. I would love to see a school district have the balls to say no cell phones in school, period. No iPads, period. Take out Wi-Fi. Put up blocks so you can't get a signal. We need to get that back down to basics because, God forbid, the day comes when technology fails, and it always does. What are the kids going to do? Well, you asked the question, you know, what do the parents do? You know, one mm-hmm. of the biggest horrors that parents are having now is losing their cell phone. It's worse than losing their wallet. Yep. Truly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing that, that you know, as, as we were talking about that, you know, I look at just the entertainment. You know, one of the, what's, what are one of the other things that we all do with these devices today? Well, that's where all the, the music is. That's where all the, the, the videos are and all that. But let's just stick with the, the music for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh, we used to have LPs. Well, then it went yep. to CDs. Well, yep. now it's all digital downloads online. And like you said, you had it back then, you bought it in the new format, and then lo and behold, you're buying it in another format. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, you know, gosh, you know, we, I, I hate to even talk about that issue because there are record companies, the RIAA, the MPAA, you know, the movie companies that are going after people big time for, you know, loading their, their other stuff online and, and, uh, you know, you didn't properly license it. And That's yada, right. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we are training people that way. As, as, as a professional broadcaster, we have to pay licensing fees. We have to keep broadcast logs, not only for the CRTC, but for the FCC in the United States. We are governed by rules and regulations. It ticks me off to know that there are people out there who start up these internet radio stations, which are nothing more than audio audio um, files that they're playing because they're not real radio. And they get away with murder. Once again, is it is it the technology that is teaching these people how to be criminals? Because if you download music that you don't pay for, that's piracy. And in my books, that's a crime. You've got people who are running internet radio stations who do not comply with any rule regulation, and they're getting away with it. And then people say, well, we don't want the government to... to, to to monitor the internet. We want to have total freedom of speech with the internet. Now, when I say the internet, I'm including the iPads as well as the iPhones. People are doing it to themselves. I can see the rules and regulations coming down in the very near future. It's going to happen. 
And you're going to have a lot of people complaining. You're going to have a lot of people protesting violently because they brought this on themselves. If a time came when a school, like I said, went back to basics and didn't allow the electronics in the school, besides the school computers themselves, I'd be a very happy person. I'd put that school up for every award going. Well, it's fascinating to me today because if you listen to teacher complaints, the single biggest complaint that they have is competing with the the phones that are going off in their classroom. Yep. And and that's, you know, even when they if they have the rule that mm-hmm. okay, the phone goes off and I take it. Well, okay, now you take it. <laughs> and and now what? Uh, you give them back after class, but you know, by the same token, four other phones went off during the same class. Uh, it would be very simple to put a blocking signal out that the cell phones couldn't uh, receive a receive a signal. That would be very simple. Oh yeah, we we know that it happens. Yeah. As a matter of fact, movie theaters were doing that for a period of time, mm-hmm. and and quite honestly, I don't know what's happened to that technology, but. Uh, you know, certainly we don't see that happening because you see situations where there's texting going back and forth yep. in movie theaters and you see actual physical fights breaking out because of it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the technology certainly exists to do that. It's not expensive. It, it, it's isolated to a small given area. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to affect service outside that area. Uh, we've gotten real good at that. It's just not used. And like you posed the question earlier, why is that? I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and I don't have the answer either. Yeah. Uh, you know, big business certainly doesn't want us to use that. You know, when we start to look at advertising, you know, you, you're in, in broadcast radio. Mm-hmm. You understand what's happening to not only the radio broadcasters, but the TV broadcasters. The revenues are shrinking yep. because ad revenue is moving somewhere else, and it's moving to the social media sites. Why do the social media sites want our kids on it at 13, 14, 15? They're customers. They hook them them all the earlier. Yep, that's that is so true. That is so true. And uh, and and, you know they hook them at a time where they are least mentally developed. Mm -hmm. I mean, the frontal lobe doesn't fully develop until they're in their early to mid twenties, and so they're susceptible to a lot more of the, you know, I hate to say implanting Mm -hmm. that goes on, but but they are, and that's what it is, and. You know, they're getting branding concepts at a much earlier age. You know, we thought it was bad enough with TV yeah. and playing jingles that are 50 years old that everybody knows what they are. Uh, you know, now we're, we're really sort of gluing it in, and they're on the, the electronic devices a whole lot more than they ever were on the TVs. Plus, we don't know what the long-term effect of all the, all the airwave transmissions that were being subjected to each and every minute of the day. You've got microwaves. You've got all the other different AM, FM frequencies. You have so many bandwidths that are now opening up to the highest bidder. We don't know what's going to happen to us. We know that if you're at a gas station, they want you to shut off your cell phone. Why is that? Because it can start a fire, you morons. And you put this thing up to your ear. Right next to your developing brain. Exactly. Exactly. And yet nobody seems to care. Nope. And, you know, as we're talking about, you know, it, the, the problem is uh, is at a bigger level all in all 
uh, every day, mm-hmm. uh, and it's happening younger and younger. Once again, money talks, and this is what I can see happening with social media. Look at all the advertising. You know, and now they've got a way to monitor who the best advertiser for you is. Are we being brainwashed? Are we being controlled? Are we being manipulated? You're damn right we are. Yeah, and, and you don't think that's happening. I mean, all you've got to do is, is, is open up a Facebook advertising account. Mm-hmm. Anybody can. And look at the tools they have available. Yeah. If you want a 13-year-old that likes X-Men and uh, you know, Taylor Swift and uh, reads XYZ so that you could talk to them in exactly that language, well, guess what? They could, they could pull that audience for you. You know, I remember going back to the 50s, the CIA was conducting experimentation using LSD on people. I think the same thing is happening today, except using the electronics that we put in the hands of our kids. Well, I know that we're just about at a a break. Uh, I'll come back and I'll tell you a story specifically about that uh, when we're back. It's a longer story, so I I don't want to bump into the break, but uh, you're absolutely right. Scary. Niall, it's so great talking to you. Please stand by. Niall Nickel is our guest, ExoNation, www.nialnickel.com. That's N-I-L-E-N-I-C-K-E-L.com. And this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our worldwide broadcast affiliates and satellite programming providers. The Exxon store is up www.thexzonestore.com. There's merchandise there, T-shirts, hats, sweaters, oh my gosh, jewelry. You can even get clothing for your dogs. I've got some creative people working here. You can get merchandise from the Exxon Radio Show, Paragators, and uh, all the other shows that we do here at Realmar. Once again, that's thexzonestore.com. Niall Nickel and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And also, X-Zone Nation, there's still time to partake in Sylvia's dream, putting a Sylvia's haven in each state of the United States, www.sylviasdream.org. Niall Nickel is my guest. We'll both be back on the other side of this short break. Don't go away. extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, 
primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Niall Nichols, our special guest this hour, explanation www.nilnickel.com. First of all, Niall, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Um, but I understand you've got um, something you'd like to share with us. Well, we, we got talking about you know how addictive that social media gets. Mm -hmm. they, they started a study, and you might have seen the headlines last, last year, late last year, where they determined that Oreos were more addictive than the cocaine because of uh, some of the trans fats and sugars and all of that, and they were easy to get, and, sure. and people really got addicted to them. Well, they then extrapolated from there. They said, well, how does social media compare to this? And they went to some of the Asian countries where there's a much higher penetration uh, in the market than there is in the U.S. That might be hard to believe. But in the Korean market, for example, one of the big problems that they're having is children 14 to 17, are actually getting addicted. All of the standard signs of addiction, classic addiction, to social media and their mobile devices. When they take mm -hmm. them away, they have all of the withdrawal symptoms. And in Korea, they actually have just funded more than $100 million U.S. dollars to help deal with teen addictions to social media. So... When we're really talking about this, you know, it sounds like we're really hyping it up or making it sound bad. No. I think there's good things to it as as well. But there are a whole lot of negative things that we've really got to be very, very careful with. I've got a granddaughter. She's 19 years of age, and she'll tell you point blank she's addicted to her cell phone. Absolutely. You know, yes. Absolutely. And it's a real addiction. It is. The same as cocaine, same as alcohol. Same as anything else. It's that strong. It scares me 
to think that these kids one day are going to have responsible jobs. And how are they going to be able to cope with a job as uh, responsibly and use their cell phone as a social media outlet at the same time? Uh, we talked about the issues with parents at home. You know, mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues that employers are having now is, uh, is dealing with social media in the workplace. Um, they try to block it. People are, you know, doing things to get around it. They, uh, they do the things to take them from getting, getting uh, off of it, you know, whether those are, are blockers or whatever, and people leave. So it's really creating a problem in the workforce as well. Where it's going to go? Gosh, if we had that crystal ball, we'd both make a lot of money. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Niall, as I said before, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Uh, have to have you back on in the future to talk about some of the other topics that, that you talk about, such as uh, you know LinkedIn itself and uh, the technology behind social media. So I'd like to thank you once again for joining us. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. Rob, everything that we talked about tonight and some of the resources to really help parents that are dealing with this struggle are available on my site under Cyberbullied. Could Your Child Be One is the topic. Uh, it's all there at NileNickel.com. And Nickel's just like the coin, N-I-C-K-E-L. Nile's just like the river. Nile, are there, are there adults that are being cyberbullied as well by other adults? Absolutely. Uh, just be, yeah, I mean, we're, we're focused on teens because, mm-hmm. quite honestly, they're the least able to deal with it. But adults, absolutely, positively. In fact, probably more so. But, you know, we're not dealing with the same suicide rates uh, with adults and social media yeah. that we are with teens. Niall, take care of yourself once again. Thank you very much for coming on tonight, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exo. Thanks so much, Rob. Take care now. Exo Nation, uh, Niall Nickel has been my guest this hour. Interesting conversation. His website is www.nilnickel.com. My solution? Take the cell phone, the iPad away from the kid until they're responsible enough to use it. You as parents have the power. If you want to give that up, that's not good, pa- uh, that's not good parenting in my book. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop? It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. 
In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you.